Rest in peace, Beryl Fenwick. Welcome to the party. Welcome, baby. Welcome, baby. Welcome, baby. Welcome, welcome to the party. Welcome, baby. Welcome. Oh, no, no. Welcome, baby. Welcome to Welcome to the party. Bang, bang. It's your man, Claytron, a.k.a. the big boss man, a.k.a. the clumsy jeweler, because I'm always dropping gems, a.k.a. The PhD of podcasts and aka the milkman, because I always deliver. Uh, obviously, I haven't been delivering the last two times the episode was supposed to drop. Uh, we had uh, a little bit of sadness in the family. You heard that uh, rest in peace at the start of the podcast there. So, you know, wasn't uh, in the mood for podcasting this week. Uh, and I, I know I'm always riding my diaka about how good I am at never missing episodes and I will continue to do so. I don't count these as missed episodes uh, due to the circumstances. So um, we still, we've never missed an episode. Um, and of course, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. I hope it's been lovely to see family. I hope everyone's been safe. Um, I haven't heard too much catastrophic news, man, but I also haven't been watching the news. I've been too busy kicking it with friends and family uh, and all this. I mean, I have got a lot to catch you guys up on. So first of all, I want to talk about mental health for just one second. Um, I know this is the season to be jolly is what they say. But um, now, if you haven't heard, my Jack Daw, uh from the... Uh, North North Queensland Kangaroos um, AFL team sounds like he jumped off a bridge. Uh, this is you know this isn't completely sourced. I don't know the the full story. I've only read one article and it happened about two weeks ago. So forgive me if uh, this information is incorrect, irrelevant, late, whatever. But uh, it sounds like he had a fight with his girlfriend, took some sleeping drugs. Uh, and then got in the, got in the car, took off and went to, uh, I've forgotten the name of the bridge now. Um, and I guess it sounds like he might've jumped off it. Um, he survived. He, he washed up on the shore. He's got like more injuries than I can recount, but I know he had two broken hips and maybe two broken ankles or something like that. Um, but yeah, it just sounded like him and his girlfriend had a fight and he got real emotional and, and all this shit happened. And, um, you, you know, especially over the holiday season, we need to know who to reach out to for help, whether it's friends, family, or the types of organizations that can provide help for us, like the Black Dog, uh, Institute, uh, Beyond Blue, um, Lifeline, all of these things. Please go to the website www.welcometothepotty.com and check the parrot uh the the charities page and you can see the charities we support and a lot of them are these types of charities mental health um uh, it's very important uh we lose too many young people to it so um yeah I mean I hate saying thoughts and prayers because I don't really believe that does anything but I, I you know best wishes and I hope he has, I hope my Jack Daw has a, you know, a good speedy physical recovery, but, you know, more importantly, he, I hope he recovers mentally and, um, you know, this type of thing doesn't happen again. So I just wanted to talk about that because I know Christmas can be a hard time for people. Um, you know, family is a very complicated thing and uh, a lot of shit can start coming up for a lot of people out there. So please make sure... Mm, you can probably hear I've got a bit of a cold happening here. I'm very nasal today, but we'll make this short and sweet so you don't hear me sniffing and shit all over the mic. Make sure you reach out to an organization or, or a friend or something if you do uh, experience some some uh, mental health, uh, you know, deterioration. Now, uh, now we've got through that. Um, I think the last episode I released was on a Wednesday. Uh, that day I actually ended up going to a Royce, the five, nine concert. He was in Adelaide. Um, wasn't able to get him on the potty. I did reach out to his people 
and um, you know, he was in and out like the like the burger joint. So I didn't get to I didn't get to catch up with him, but I went to his concert and the motherfucker is a rap legend, man. He he knows how to perform. He tore that shit down, man, and I was um, you know, it was a weird situation because it was at this complex uh, people in Adelaide know it's called HQ on Hindley Street. Uh, it's like the biggest club in Adelaide. And I was like, wow, like that many people bought tickets. But then when we got there, it was actually in like the front bar area. So it was like a small venue, right? Uh, we got there mad early. So you know how the ticket says the doors open at this time. We rock up at that time, man. So we watched the openers. And I've got to tell you this. I like local people. I want them to do their thing. I am just like them. I'm a local guy trying to do my thing, trying to blow up, trying to get this shit popping, right? So I'm I'm there to support. But I got to tell you that this shit was fucking trash, bro. But I do have to shout out. The, the first group was like a duo or trio maybe because they had a DJ too. Um, there was a big guy and a small guy rapping and the big guy's energy was fucking crazy, bro. And he was performing in front of about 15 people. Meanwhile, I'm there with Lavelle, right? And I'm looking at Lavelle like, fuck, we came too early, right? Which are words you never want to hear. But, um, I was like, I was like, yo, I feel bad for Royce, bro. Like no one's here. And he's like, fuck. And we're getting all nervous and shit. And our vibes dropped way off because we're like, fuck, Royce is going to be so upset with this bullshit crowd. Meanwhile, we should have known. He already knows how many tickets he sold. Anyway, the next opener comes up and he's like this fucking just like, I've just got to say weird dude. Like, that's all I can say. He's like tall. He's like fucking 6'4 or some shit. He had a little weird accent. Like, he wasn't straight up from Adelaide. Like, he must have like lived in Europe or something for a while. Anyway, he takes a nang before fucking performing. Like a fucking... I don't even know what chemical nang is, but he took this shit before he performed and his voice... Like that and shit. And I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake, this dude's lit. Lavelle was like, yo, I know people that take nangs and I've never seen a man stand up after a nang. So this dude's like getting after it. And I was like, Jesus fucking Christ, man. Anyway, this dude... He was obviously obsessed with um, uh, the movie 300 because he's like, Adelaide, what is your profession? Oh, which is like, which is like what fucking Gerard Butler says in 300, but he doesn't say Adelaide. He says something else like Sparta, maybe. And I was just like, this guy's so off tap, bro. Anyway, he get you know that scene in 300 where he kicks the dude down that like bottomless pit? He brings someone up on stage and kicks the shit out of them. And I was like, was that guy planted there? Like, did he know that was going to happen? Because if that dude pulled me up there, I'm telling you right fucking now, I would have broke him, bro. If he kicks me in the fucking chest, man, I would have got up and started smacking the shit out of this cat. Like, I was like, what if this dude's there with his girlfriend and shit and he just got bitched in front of like, I mean, it wasn't a lot of people. It was like 50 people at this point. But like, that's 50 more people than I really want to get bitched in front of, you know? Like, I would have had to stand up for my myself and my family name, bro. I would have had to defend it. I would have been like, I would have straight, he would have said, Adelaide, what is your profession? I would have been beating your ass, motherfucker. Like, I would have had to take him down, son. He was, yo, he was so out of line for that shit. I hope that this dude was planted because he just got off stage like nothing happened. Anyway, this dude tries to come down and start a mosh pit. And I mean, his music wasn't like, it wasn't traditional hip hop. He was rapping and shit, but like, it was like, heavy kind of shit like so i understand why he wanted a mosh pit but he needs more fans bro no one gave a fuck and he comes in and he's like manually grabbing people and saying like yeah stand here come on let's go to mosh pit together me and lavelle were standing at the back of the building bro like by the bar like i don't want a bar of this shit no pun intended and i was like i just didn't know 
I didn't know where to fucking look because I thought if I looked directly at it, he was going to like come grab me. And I already wanted to smack the shit out of him after he kicked that dude in the chest because I was like, I wish a nigga would try and kick me in the chest. You know, you know how you, you get. Man, I'm talking mad quick. Hold on. Let me have a sip of this green tea, bro. It's like the you got to have green tea when you're sick. Why am I sick? We'll get to that. We'll get to that. So anyway, this dude finally gets the fuck off the stage. Royce comes up. He's killing it. Here's my problem. I hadn't been brushing up on my Royce enough this week. I'd been like, you know, working, partying, doing all my shit. Like, so I, my lyric, my lyric game was off. And Royce is like, are there any MCs in the house? Obviously I wanted to say yes, but I get no, I get nervous. Like he's going to pull me up there and I'm going to have to sing. Like, remember that chick from Kendrick, the white chick that said nigger, but why did he pull up a white chick in that song? Like in mad city, oh, where you're from nigga? Like, and he's got a white chick up there. Like she's not going to say it. Come on, Kendrick. Come on, Kung Fu Kenny. Get real sin. Anyway, I'm, I digress. I'm like, he's like, is there any MCs in the house? And I'm like, you know, first of all, I didn't brush up on my Royce. And second of all, I was sober as a judge, bro. I could have put, I could have put cats away for years, like with, without thinking I did anything wrong, bro. Cause I was sober as a judge, bro. Ding, ding. That was supposed to be the, um, law and order sound, but it wasn't, um, fuck, I keep digressing, yeah, so I'm sober, I, I haven't brushed up on my Royce, so, like, he's playing some of my favorite songs, bro, and I'm not even singing along, because I'm just, like, I'm not vibing because of what happened earlier when I was, like, fuck, Royce is gonna be upset that no one's here, and he's never gonna come back to Adelaide, man, so my vibe was low, I was sober as a judge, as I've said, <sighs> oh, shit, Sorry, it's early in the morning. And I haven't brushed up on my Royce. Hold on. Mm. Man. I woke up like this. <laughs> so anyway, I'm just observing, man. But I had a great time. I thought Royce was so damn fucking good. He had Kid Vicious there. Um, I think he's another Detroit rapper. And he, he was he was dope too. He, uh, he was, you know, singing along and, and Royce gave him a little segment to do a little acapella freestyle. He started dissing Troy, uh, Tory Lanes, which was good because they've got all that Twitter beef and shit. But, um, yo, you know, Royce is, Royce used to be bout it, bout it, bro. Like Royce used to like be heavily armed, bro. Royce, Royce used to have a fucking rocket launcher, bro. Look it up. Google that shit. Royce the 5-9. I keep saying the, but it's the. Royce the 5-9. Look that up. Royce the 5-9 rocket launcher. Look it up. Google it. Pause the podcast and Google that shit. Um, so Tory Lanez don't want that smoke, man. Get his whole house exploded. Uh, yeah, so anyway, we leave the concept. And this is where the night starts to fucking take a, a, a massive detour. I'm ready to go home. We walk by a shisha bar. I'm like, yo, shisha bar, AKA hookah bar. So one of those massive tobacco bongs with that's like flavored smoke, right? And it's like a vapor, it's like a vapor bong, I guess. I don't, bro, I don't know the science behind it. It's all unsourced here at the Welcome to the Potty podcast, but this is, I'm just telling you, this is what happened. We went past it. I told Lavelle I'd never been to one. And he's like, yo, let's do it. It's a Wednesday night. I was like, shit. All right. It's getting late. We're, we're just smoking this, chilling, chopping it up, just talking. Because me and Lavelle, we always just hang out at the gym these days. You know how it is when you get older. Like, it's harder to see cats. You're busy with your stupid job and shit. So we, we fucking, we had a bit of time. We got to chop it up catch up and then we get interrupted by this fucking African dude bro lit like absolutely fucking done for not that I can judge you'll hear about that later um he he stumbles across the street to us and starts talking man and 
and we like give him a fist bump you know like yeah what's up man like have a good night and he's just like talking about uh commando commando trainer and i was like you nigga this dude was like he had like a beer belly and shit like he's not a commando trainer bro i'm checking out his arms and shit he's got no scars and shit he's got prisoner of war commando trainer and i'm like no bro well i didn't say this i'm just like ah oh, yeah 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 still and he's like yes and I, meanwhile we're in adelaide i'm like no son you probably work you, you probably you know doing some other type of fucking work whatever whatever you do you're not a commando trainer in adelaide that's for fucking sure bro anyway he's like yes commando trainer i'm like well i don't know why he just turned into jamaican don't worry about that though that's not the story that's neither here nor there anyway dude fucking keeps talking and talking and he's like people treat me like i'm this big in Australia, and he's, you know, this big, you know, doing the tiny, tiny, uh, sign with his thumb and, and finger look like tiny, and I was like, yeah, yeah, yo, I feel you, bro, I fucking feel you, man, and he starts crying, and I look at Lavelle, and I'm like, this, and then he, he slams his hand on the fucking table, and knocks over my water, luckily my water had a lid on it and shit, but I took my water, and put it on the chair next to me, I didn't want this cat to sit the fuck down. And I'm looking at Lavelle like, wow, I'm going to have to smack the shit out of this cat. And Lavelle's looking at me like, wow, you're going to have to smack the shit out of this cat. Anyway, I'm starting to get mad and I'm starting to like, like get, get ready. Right. Cause I'm thinking this cat's going to like snap at any second. And he just starts crying and shit. And I was like, all right, bro, have a good night. And he finally left. And I'm like to Lavelle, I was like, bro. I thought I was going to have to smack the shit out of that dude. And he's like, I thought you were going to have to smack the shit out of that dude. Anyway, it was weird. But when we get to Clay's reviews, I'm going to bring that story back up. Okay. So that, that story is going to relate to one of the movies I watched. And it's going to be some real shit that goes down in the conversation that follows. Okay. Man, I'm doing this solo dolo, son, and I've not stopped talking this whole time. I'm getting used to this shit. It's been a big fucking year for me. And you, my stewies. Man, I gotta tell you, I have missed you guys, though. Fucking missed you guys. I fucking love you guys, man. Anyway. So, that was, yeah, that was the Wednesday. Then I finished off the week. Um, I was very excited. Came back on Friday night. And um, I, I, uh, I had a little bit of medication, if you know what I'm talking about. Anyway, so I'm on the couch, like getting real fucking sleepy. And Rachel gets a, a bit of a bad news phone call, bro. Fuck. The timing was so fucked up. So I couldn't really, I couldn't really focus to, to like uh, console her and shit. So I just like was like rubbing her back and cuddling her and shit because I couldn't really figure out what to say at the time. So she, you know, she had a bit of a cry and all this as you do. And um, so I, I, I was like, well, she was like, let's go to bed. So I went to bed with her and I was like, I had plans for Saturday for the boys to come over and watch the NBA and all this shit. And, um, you know, we had to go, we had to go and do some family shit on Saturday. So I was like, Hey, I'll cancel the shit with the boys. That's cool. Um, I'll come, I'll be there for you, whatever. So we went, did all that shit Saturday and, um, you know, she felt a bit better having been there. And we, uh, we went and had a drink with her, her brother and sister-in-law who, um, who are in town for Christmas. So we went and did that vibes picked up and shit. And Rachel's like, Hey, you know, if the boys are still available, you should go home and get them to come over and whatever. Like, you know, the game's already over, but like have some beers or whatever. So I was like, you know, you're a good lady. I'm going to do that. So I went and did that. So we got a little bit litty that night. Rachel came home. She had a couple drinks with the, with the kids as in the us. Um, and, uh, uh, yeah, that was a good night. It was good to see everybody. I had a few friends back from overseas, back from Melbourne and all this shit. It was a big fucking, oh, I missed a day. 
the night that we were on the couch and I was like getting a bit sleepy, yo, me and the boys got um, a free round of virtual reality. I got hit up on Instagram. They're saying, hey, you come into you come into here and um, and just have try this shit out. Let people know what you think, bro. We went in there. Uh, it was me and three friends, PK, Chiz, and Luda. They are all friends of the show. They've all been on the show. PK is Flash 89. Luda is Lewis Dalby. He talked about his travel and his art and his um, his clothing design. And we had Chiz on here, fucking marketing slash sales expert slash ladies man slash um, uh, footy guy slash party goer. Um, man, and all good, all great episodes of Welcome to the Party, by the way. So make sure you check them out. But, um, yeah, so us three, we went to this virtual reality place on West Terrace, 13 West Terrace, Hindley Street. And, uh, why did I, that was a weird thing to say because I was both different roads. 13 West Terrace, Adelaide. Um, and we went in there. So first of all, he tells us all this shit. Um, which I'm not going to tell you guys, but he just tells us how it works, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, here you go. Let's do it, boys. Get any little thing, put your goggles on and let's do it. So we, uh, we get in the, we get in the joint, uh, put the goggles on and the menu is very interactive and all this. Anyway, uh, he's like, just play a couple games and get used to the, uh, controllers and yeah, all this shit. Um, yeah. And we, we start getting used to it. We can hear each other on the on the microphones and shit, even though we're all in the same room. Um, but me and PK were like, yo, let's play Creed. They had a Creed game and it's like obviously boxing. And I gotta tell you, I got to tell you this. I beat the shit out of PK, bro. I beat the dog shit out of him, bro. I put him down. I put him down. And it, he knocked me down a couple of times. He's like, I got this. I got this. And I was like, nah, son. And it was a comeback. I really felt like I was Rocky Balboa in that fucking ring, bro. Sorry to hear that, PK. Um, and then we played like the zombies shit. Like if you've ever played Call of Duty, you know about zombies. So we played that too, which was actually also dope. And then um, what else? What else did we play? Oh, some game which was like kind of like Halo and shit. But then check this out. We got out and they've got a virtual reality roller coaster, the only one in Australia. And they, they, we all got a turn in it. And the shit's dope. Like the the seat moves exactly as the ride would go. Like you can feel yourself moving. But the only thing you don't feel is like that gravity. You know? Hold on. Did I just get a text? I just got a text. Let me just check this. Make sure it's not an emergency. Nope, it's not. Um, yo, yeah, when you go down like a massive uh, drop, you don't feel that gravity in your stomach. And it's it's kind of dissatisfying because that's that thrill that you get if you like, you know, jump from a high thing into water or, you know, drop on a roller coaster. That's the feeling you get. And we weren't getting that. So I, I got to the top and I was like, oh, here we go. And then it just kind of like, you just, you get left without that satisfaction of falling. So that's my only, I would still definitely recommend going, but it was just like weird. Cause you're, you can feel yourself in the space. Like you feel like you're definitely on a roller coaster. Like you can look around, you can look at whoever's sitting next to you and shit. And it's like, it's, it's so real. But then when you drop, you just don't get that feeling in your stomach. And so it's really like hard to, um, that would be so hard to emulate. I don't think they could do it unless you were in like a, uh, a 4D sort of harness setup where you were getting lifted and shit. But then in that sense, it wouldn't be virtual reality. It'd be like alternate reality because you still would be moving, but you just wouldn't be on a roller coaster. Do you know what I mean? I don't know. It's all like inception here. I don't want to get into it. I, I don't know. I'm not a fucking scientist. It's all unsourced here at the Welcome to the Potty podcast. Uh, anyway, so that was what I missed out on, on telling you guys, you might've seen, you might've seen a couple of Instagram stories and shit. I might put another one up as a reminder now that I'm dropping this episode finally. Um, now what else, where was I? 
the boys came over the end of Saturday night. Yeah, okay. So then Sunday, you know how you're still a little bit leftover drunk, and so if you drink back-to-back days, you can actually get easily fucked up? Yeah, that's what happened. So we went to the Broadie, which is a local pub here in Adelaide. Um, and hold on. Oh, this tea's actually making me feel so much better. Um, and this is the beginning of me talking about why I'm sick too. So pay attention. So we, um, we went to the Broadie, had some lunch. I had a burger. It was actually really nice. Corey had a fucking Corey, another friend of the show, Corey Maynard. He had a chicken palmy, but everybody else really ate it. He really didn't have a chicken palmy because everybody else got stuck in. Uh, and then we went to the beer garden and I see half of the fucking world there that I haven't seen in the, you know, fucking 13 years since I left Adelaide the first time. So I'm catching up with all these high school dudes, man. And, um, and I'm, I'm, I'm so far gone, bro. I'm absolutely torched. And like, I keep calling everybody a pussy. Like, just playing around, but I'm just saying, like, fucking pussy, bro. Anyway, do I know why I was saying it? No. Do I regret it? No. Would I do it again? I would say no, but the likelihood is that I will do it again, whether I choose to or not. Do you understand? Um. So, yeah, so that... That shit got a little, not out of hand, but, um, it was just loose, man. So it was really fun and it was so good to catch up with a lot of these dudes that I hadn't talked to in so fucking long. And, um, anyway, Corey's, Corey and Brayden, the Maynards, their brothers, they both play AFL. Their sister rocks up and I'm... Me and Brados are like, yeah, let's get a photo. And we're standing there and I get Brados in a headlock. And he, you know, he starts struggling like to get out of it. Pushes me and I lose my feet. Because, you know, I'm fu- I'm two days fucked. So I lose my feet. I fall over in the garden there. Embarrassed. Cut my whole body up. I'm starting to bleed. i got blood on my shirt. And I'm like, I've obviously got to go home. I'm fucking lit. My phone is dead. So I don't even... I don't call Rachel to pick me up or nothing. I just walk home and it's not a fucking close walk. It's probably like an hour walk. So I walk in the middle of the night, man. I finally get home and, um, you know, Rach, Rach gets up. She waited up for me, um, which I wish she didn't. That makes me feel bad, but maybe I shouldn't have been out that late. You know, it was like 1130 though. It wasn't fucking, you know, two in the morning. Anyway, that here's me justifying my behavior. Anyway, um, she feeds me and all this shit, all this good wifey shit. And, um, she starts playing with my hair. Okay. Which if you've ever played with my hair before, you know, is the cheat code to make me fall asleep. So I fall asleep in the lounge room and I wake up at three 30 in the morning out there and I cannot get up. I panic, man. My back starts killing me. And I'm like, fuck, I can't move. I can't move. Like I'm paralyzed. What, what's happened? I start screaming for Rach to come get me. Screaming like, Rach, Rach. Luckily, Denny and Cloud aren't even home this night. They must have stayed at her house. So I didn't wake them up. Anyway, Rach comes to the rescue. She helps me get up and takes me to bed. Um, but yeah, it was a big struggle. I woke up. I still couldn't really move. Um, I needed to go to the toilet, man. And I had to crawl to the toilet. And it was just all this embarrassing fucking shit. And it made me think about my own mortality and shit. And I had a bit of a cry about it. I'm not going to lie. Anyway, Rach takes me to the physio. And it's um, my friend, Yon, future friend of the show. Uh, It's his girlfriend. And she takes good care of me. And um, yeah, so my back's all fucked. This is the day before Christmas at this stage. Um, and she, you know, she's, she's not worried about it. She's like, don't see a doctor. You don't need scans or whatever. It's just, you know, you've probably irritated a disc and your muscles all spasming. That's all it is. It'll calm down over the next few days. And it has, she's a correct lady. So anyway, Christmas, uh, oh yeah. So I have to sleep on the floor to keep my back straight. 
and all this shit. So I'm getting fuck all sleep, which is why I'm probably sick now. And, um, Christmas day, I'm fucking, I'm walking around. I look like Mr. Burns. I actually look like a number six. Plus Anika gave me some cupping. Anika is the physio. She gives me some cupping. She does six cups and it looks like the number six on a dice or, or, um, dominoes. You understand? So I've got the number six on my back, bro. So I literally look like a fucking number six. I'm fucking walking around, bro, bent out of shape like fucking Mr. Mr. Montgomery Burns, bro, looking like a number six, son. And I don't know. I, you know, I've been getting better slowly, taking a little bit of painkillers and shit. But um, today I jogged, I jogged down the hallway to grab my laptop and start doing this podcast. So I'm moving around. I've got another, got another physio appointment today and I'll be good, man. Anyway, so I'm fucking, I'm feeling real fucking like, um, uh, like embarrassed about, about like falling over in public and, and like, uh, like sorry to rage for like not being here and all this shit. I'm feeling, I've been feeling like shit all week. And then I finally started to feel a bit better and me and Corey go out for a coffee and we run into the boys that I was talking to from high school. Um, and, and he goes, dude, are you all right after Sunday? And I was like, oh, and he goes, yeah, enough said. Oh boy. Did that fuck my vibe up, man? It changed. It changed everything. So this was yesterday that we went to get this coffee. Um, yesterday was boxing day, I think. What's the date? Hold on. No, yesterday wasn't Boxing Day. It was the day after. It's a, it was the 27th of December. So, yeah, this dude says this and I was like, oh, fuck, man. Like, you know, one can't say that to you, man. Like, like, oh, man, how, how do you pull up? You know, it's like probably the same as you, man, except my back hurts. I don't know. I didn't like it. It fucked my vibe up and it made me panic again. And I'm like, fuck. I'm embarrassed again now and I don't want to go anywhere. Meanwhile, we have plans to catch up with a few few um, basketball boys at the Mosley, which is another local. And I'm like, fuck, well, I don't really want to go and be seen by people that saw me fucking fall over the other night. Anyway, we went and I wasn't seen and everything's been good and everything's been fine. And there's no dramas. And Rach, Rach wasn't worried. She's just, she's just like... She's like, you shouldn't drink so much and hurt you like hurt yourself. Like you, you, and you need to call me and all this, you know, all the worried, like, you know, maternal shit that females say. And I was like, yeah, yeah, that's, that's my bad. My bad. Um, it's hard, man. When you got all your boys back from interstate and overseas and all this shit, it's fucking hard. Um, will I stop drinking? Absolutely not. Um, And then, man, that just takes us to shit. I don't know. I don't know. I just don't think, I think that's pretty much the whole recap. I missed, I I didn't get into much detail over the, uh, you know, all the the sadness that happened this week, but it happened on, on Christmas, but I mean, it was good because then the whole family could be around it and, and all of that. So, um, moving on, moving on. Um, I was watching, no, I was looking at old pictures, you know, getting sentimental and all this shit. And my old best friend, he was in like primary or elementary school. He was blonde and he used to bleach his tips. And I never understood that. And I've never understood blonde women getting blonde streaks in their hair. Okay. And they want, they can call it highlights all they fucking want, but all it proves to me is that white people cannot miss a trend. They need to be a part of absolutely everything. That's why we have, um, you know, this, um, you know, whatever it's called. I don't know. 
I don't know, this culture that where everybody's complaining about everything and everything's fucking wrong and politically incorrect and all this fucking pussy shit, man. That culture. Because they want to get involved in it. They They want to be offended, man. They want to be offended by racism because they have never experienced racism before and they they want that. And hey, I've got blonde hair already, but I want blonde streaks because people with brown hair are getting blonde streaks. White people, bro. Just stay in your bubble, man. Your beautiful, beautiful bubble where nothing wrong ever happens and there's no fucking, you know, hardships, man. This is the majority. I'm not talking... You know, I know there's a lot of white people out there going through it, man. In different ways, though. They're definitely not... Uh, not getting jobs because of their fucking race or anything. Just believe that. But I just couldn't believe it when I saw my friend with his fucking bleach blonde tips. When he was already a blonde dude. I was like, this is fucking... This is white people, man. Getting involved with shit that they're already naturally involved with. You know, like, like you're missing out. No, motherfucker, you were already born with that. You know, that's like my fucking tall ass wearing platform shoes because I want to be tall. Like, nigga, you're tall. You know, it's so weird. It's so weird the the way these people fucking do their things, man. Anyway, I'm not going to break the segments up into news and shit because I, first of all, I haven't watched the news. And second of all, I only, I've been watching so much NBA that I don't know where to start, but I'm just going to say Christmas day, Kyrie Irving fucking showed out. He had like 40 points or some shit, uh, and clutch shots to win the game in overtime against Philadelphia. That was fucking epic. Uh, I don't like using the word epic and I'm, I do apologize to you guys and to myself for doing that. But, um, I also need to say that Derek Rose Darius Rose had his return game to Chicago playing for Timberwolves, the Minnesota Minnesota Timberwolves. He uh, he he got 50 tickets to friends and family to come and see him play and he fucking showed out too. He had 24 points and um the fucking city started giving him an MVP chant when he was at the free throw line and he smiled. And if you guys are basketball fans, you know that Derrick Rose does not smile, not even when he wasn't going through it. When he was the MVP, he was like the most emotionless dude. He used to hit game winners and shit and just have the most stoic face, bro. But he smiled at free throw line and I fucking felt like crying, man. This guy deserves it. He's been through fucking hell and back and he's... He's fucking killing it, man. But I do wish he would shave his dreads and his beard off. He's just looking a little crazy. But, you know, you can look how you want when you're balling out like him. D-Rose for sixth man of the year. Dead ass. Um, now, I have seen a few movies. So, Triple M, if you want to just take us there. Comedy, action, or horror? Will this movie win an Oscar? Set design, directing, acting, lighting, or costumes. This segment is Clay's Reviews. Uh, so you guys are familiar with this, the Saw movies. Um, we watched, uh, me and Richo, housemate Dan, we watched Jigsaw the other day. Uh, and it was like, I think it was in 2017 that this came out and it was a, uh, you know, sequel from all the Saw movies. Um, and it was, you know, it was, it, I don't know. It was telling two stories at once. One was 10 years ago and one was present day. And it was like a throwback to the jigsaw, the killer or whatever. Cause that guy was dead. And that's why it was so weird. Cause we're like, I thought this guy was dead, man, but he's alive. But he's not. He's still dead. But someone is like a copycat throwback shit. Um, but i got to tell you, man, it was gruesome. And, um, you know, I had to look away a few times. But i got to tell you, it was mad corny, son. Um, six out of ten for that. I have also recently seen uh, the movie Cam on Netflix. Jigsaw was also on Netflix, I think. But Cam, um, I got to tell you that Cam uh, is about a Cam girl 
um, who one day discovers that she's been replaced on her show with like an exact replica of her. She thinks there's a girl, but I, I didn't understand. I'm not really sure what happened, but I guess software like stole her identity or something. Uh, let me tell you this it's garbage. Don't watch it. 5.5 out of 10 cam on Netflix. Um, and there was one more movie that I've recently seen. Oh, bro, man. And we need to, we need to figure out why people don't talk about this movie. Um, it is six degrees of separation with Will fucking Smith, man. Young Will Smith, uh, released in 1993. Uh, so this rich couple, they're like art dealers, um, and they're having, they've got this guy in their house and they're talking about, you know, selling this piece of art for like fucking 12 milli or some wild shit. And a young black man, Will Smith, um, intrudes in their house. And it's like, it's like a con job. You can tell it's a con job from the start. And he's, you know, you, you don't really know who he is, but he says he is the son of Sidney Poitier. Uh, I don't know how to say that but who is an actor was an actor. Um, and I, yo, it's, it's just a mystery, man. I would, what would I call this movie? Maybe, maybe a drama slash mystery or yeah, maybe even a bit of comedy. It was in the comedy section on Stan, but no, I don't know if I'd call it a comedy, but definitely drama mystery. I um I loved it, man. And I've got to say, Will Smith's performance in it. I think it might be his best performance ever. And I'm surprised that I haven't heard more about it. Um, Hold on. Triple M, can you fucking look this shit up and see if he was um, nominated for anything? Uh, what do you got here? What do you got here? That's crazy. Okay. So Chicago Film Critics Association Awards. Uh, Will Smith was nominated for Most Promising Actor. Uh, Stockard Channing. Stockard Channing was nominated for Best Actress in a Leading Role uh, at the Oscars. Um, which is wild, son, because... I wasn't that impressed with her, um, shit, uh, she was okay, but Will was fucking killing it, bro, I couldn't believe it, and then you got this fucking guy doing After Earth with his fucking son, like that garbage movie After Earth, um, yo, you gotta, you, you gotta see this shit, if you haven't seen Six Degrees of Separation, bro, you gotta see it, um, and I'm going to give, I'm going to go, go ahead and give it an eight out of 10, man. Eight out of 10. Now that's a big score. That's a big score. And I've got to tell you, Will Smith put it over the line. Cause if Will, if Will Smith wasn't as good as he was, it would have, it would have been a seven. So if you're not a Will Smith fan, it's a seven out of 10, but I am. And it's a goddamn eight out of 10. Okay. It's Clay's fucking reviews. Not your reviews, not fucking Will's reviews or Paul's reviews or fucking Leon's reviews or Cassie's reviews or Sandra's reviews. It's big boss man's reviews. Clay's fucking reviews, man. All right. And so six degrees of separation gets an eight out of 10. That's how it is. I make the fucking rules, bro. All right. Um, I think that's all I got for you cats today. Uh, I don't know how long we've been going, but Man, I fucking love this shit. I could go all day. I just, um, I just wanted to get all that shit off my chest. It's all been building up. I wanted to tell you guys about Royce, about the African. Oh shit! I told you the African was gonna come back. So six degrees of separation. I gotta kind of, I gotta kind of spoil it for you here. So, spoiler fucking alert. Um, just pause the fucking episode and watch the movie, or or stop the episode now. If you don't want six degrees of separation to be spoiled for you. And I keep, I've been talking for a minute now and I keep saying spoiler alert. So just so you fucking know, once this shit gets spoiled, that's on you. 
that's on you. If you get mad at me now, it's on you. Because spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. So even if you press 15 seconds button 15 seconds ago, you can still hear me saying spoiler alert right fucking now. So don't be mad at me because I'm about to spoil this shit. Alright. Basically, the whole movie is about these these this affluent couple, like I said before, and they're trying to just they're trying to find out who this dude is that stitched him up because they let him stay the night. They give him 50 bucks and they let him stay the night, right? And then in the morning, the woman goes to his bedroom to get him up so he's not late because he said he's got to pick his dad up from the airport, which is all a lie. Anyway, and he's fucking this dude. He's gay. He's fucking this dude in um in their bed, in the bed that he uh, stayed in. And so... um. He's just like, you know, he's doing all this wild shit. And they, they're like, what? Like, what's this stitch up? They go out for lunch and they meet these people and they tell them that this story about this black boy and that came to their house. And, and she's like, hold on, you tell us your story first. They tell them the exact same story, except without, without the gay sex. And, and they're like, yo, what the fuck? And so they make it like their fucking mission to find out who this dude is. Right? So... They're finding out all this shit. Hold on, I need another drink. Oh, yeah. That's the fucking remedy, that green tea, man. I'm sitting, here, I'm sitting here with no fucking pants on, bro. Just a fucking welcome to the potty tea. Anyway. um, Yeah, they make it like their life's mission to fucking find out who this guy is. Like, what's his real identity and what did he want with them and shit. And they go, they go to all, they're rich, right? And they're art dealers and they're using this fucking anecdote to sell their art and shit. It's like this great talking point and all this shit. And at the end of the movie, this chick sits there and she's like, she's like getting really upset that she, she doesn't know who the boy is. And, um, she got a phone call from him right before they were meant to go out to this dinner. And she's like said, I'll, I'll help you out. I'll help you out. Like, I'm going to take you to the police and you know, you'll do a few months and then I'll help you or whatever. And, uh, uh, they get stuck in traffic when she's on her way and he gets arrested and she, she doesn't know his name. She's not in his family. So she's not able to find out any information about his arrest or where he is. And she hears that someone hangs themselves in, in Rikers. And she's like, is it him? Like, I'll never know, blah, blah, blah. And this woman's like, why is he so important to you? And she starts talking about like, like he just became an anecdote. He's a real person. And he, it was a real experience that we lived and we met him and he's not okay. Like he's, you know, cause he's saying he's Sydney Portier's son and then he he told another group of people a lie that he was like her husband's son and her son or whatever and she's like he's not okay he needs help you know and um i'm probably telling this story real bad but um she's like he just turned into an anecdote for our amusement and our socializing abilities and you know our our business uh he just became an anecdote but he's a real anecdote sorry and he's he's a real person you know and she fucking had this big flip out and left right left the party and her husband comes out he's like you drunk because he doesn't understand because he's like we're rich we're fucking rich and 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 it's like i looked at that shit and i was like this shit was in 1993 that shit was so ahead of its time because now right listen to this we, we still do that, right? So I, I had this interaction, this experience with this African man. And now, now you guys are hearing about it on the potty, right? And God knows what happened to him that night, right? He was fucking lit. Maybe he was a fucking prisoner of war. Maybe he was a commando soldier slash, um, you know, fucking trainer or whatever. Maybe, maybe all that shit was true. Maybe he had PTSD. God knows what happened to him that night. He was so lit. He maybe got hit by a fucking car or something. Who knows? But instead of, you know, finding out or helping him, I'm, I'm like talking shit on the potty for, for your amusement and, and for my, you know, my gain, you understand? So that's what I want to talk about that African relating back to that movie. But then 
I was talking to Corey about this movie because we watched it together, right? Me, Corey, and Rach. And I was like, yo, look at Instagram, man. People go out. While they're out, they'll take pictures of themselves supposedly having a good time. And they'll post that shit while they're out. And you know how chicks do. They'll take 50, 50 fucking pictures, sit there, choose which one they want to fucking put filters on and all this shit. And they'll waste, they'll waste an hour of their time doing that shit while they're out. While they're fucking out, bro. So, like, you're not even, like, turning an experience into an anecdote. You're sharing a non-experience with people you don't, you're not even speaking to. And a lot of people you don't know, your followers, you don't know all your followers. So you're taking a picture for people that don't matter, really. You're stopping yourself from experiencing your experience. You're taking yourself out of that experience to take a picture, do all your touch-ups and shit, come up with a clever quote, which is, uh, or a caption, which is never clever. You're all idiots. And then post it, and you just keep pulling your phone out to check how many likes you got. And then you tell everybody, oh yeah, yeah, Friday night was so much fun. Was it, bro? You were on your phone all night checking that picture that you shared about having so much fun. But you you, you did that so much that you forgot to have fun. You understand? Your experience becomes an anecdote, becomes a talking point. It's not your experience anymore everyone else's you understand that that movie was so ahead of its time it blew my fucking mind make sure you watch that shit eight out of ten thank you for listening to welcome to the party i'm sorry about um last weekend and the midweek episode the hump day episode but i know it was christmas anyway so everybody um was having having their family time having a good time uh uh, yeah, like I said earlier, I hope everybody stayed safe. I haven't heard any devastating news so far, so I hope I hope uh, that means what it, what I hope it means. You know, um, you know where to find us. Make sure you rate and review the podcast, man. Five stars, uh, just a couple words will do. Just you know, best podcast ever. Love listening to this shit when I clean. You make my drive to work bearable. You know all that shit. All that corny shit. Write all that corny shit and give me five stars. We're trying to blow this shit up. It's been a huge year for us. We transfer. We transformed the fucking podcast. Well, me and Money Making Mitch did anyway. Um, uh, you know, we, we put in a lot of fucking work to get this shit where it is. And we're going to fucking keep grinding, bro. We love this shit. We love you guys. Thanks for listening. Um, you know where we're at. Welcome to the potty at gmail.com if you want to send in any fucking poor posture of the week or listen to this fuck shit. Um, if you want to make a fuck shit stack or whatever you want to do, bro, send it there. Uh, if you uh, want to catch us on Instagram, it's uh, at welcome to the potty on Instagram, at welcome potty on Twitter. Welcome to the potty at uh, gmail.com, like I said, and www.welcometothepotty.com. Uh, for all the info, we've got all the fucking info there. The store's not open yet. It's going to open this fucking, uh, next year, 2019, the store's opening and you can get your WTTP merch there. And, um, yeah, you can check the charities out, donate to the charities and all that shit where we are the most charitable podcast. Tell a friend to tell a friend, you fucks. I love you. And as always, bum bum. Baby, welcome to Baby, welcome to